Our scripture today comes from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the word of the Lord. So I don't know if you noticed, but we are celebrating today. This is a day of celebration. By the way, if you didn't hear, there's cake after the service. Uh, I know what I had to do if I want to elicit that response from you during the sermon, or I want you to be happy today. I just need to mention the cake. And you all giggle and like become like children. That's great. Uh, today we celebrate. And we have so much to celebrate. Um, we're celebrating pride. Yes, the whole month we're celebrating Pride. Uh, and then on July 8th, we'll celebrate Pride again because that's when Tacoma does it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we kind of celebrate Pride every week of the year, right? Because we celebrate who we are and we celebrate who our brothers and sisters are. So that's a reason for celebration. We celebrate, today we celebrate good parenting. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to those who are fathers, to those who nurture children, to those who not only brought them to life, but sustain their lives with your work, with your hugs, with your words of encouragement. Thank you so much for good parenting. We celebrate you. I celebrate my husband. I celebrate my son and my son-in-law, who are both excellent parents. Uh, we have so much to celebrate. We celebrate Juneteenth. And, and thank you, Teresa, for uh, the call to worship. Um, just a word about Juneteenth, if you are not that familiar with it. Uh, Juneteenth is the day when in Galveston, Texas, uh, and thanks to the overwhelming presence of the Union Army, people decided to come through with the uh, emancipation of slaves. That President Lincoln had signed two years and a half prior. It took him only two years and a half to understand, and the presence of the Union Army. But they did understand, and that day we celebrate. We celebrate freedom, and we celebrate freedom every day because we are free because God made us free. We celebrate, I want to say, I celebrate women today after all the news that we have heard about women in ministry and women not being ordained for ministry and not being recognized. And I celebrate that we are a church where women can be in ministry, where women can serve the Lord just as men do, because we're equals. Because we don't have a silly God that created half the humanity to be uh, useless. We created a, a smart, we, we celebrate a smart God who created a whole humanity to serve him and, and be faithful to him. Yes? Amen. 
So we have, so, yeah, we have so much to celebrate today, so much. So we celebrate our God because all these things that we have have a spiritual connotation to it. All these things I mentioned have a God behind them, making them happen. The freedom, the, 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 the pride, the, the recognition, the identity, the love, the embrace, the, the good parenting. All these things have God behind it as an engine propelling us forward in life. So we celebrate God. And this uh, Psalm 100, oh my goodness, Psalm 100 is a, a, a psalm of celebration. You know, I don't, I, I'm going to make a confession here. Don't crucify me for this. I don't like the Psalms too much. Shh, don't tell anybody. I don't like the Psalms too much because it's always, it's always David complaining to God and crying and being persecuted and it's that depressing. And he recognizes the, the, the grandeur of God and he recognizes that God only is his Savior in times of trouble, but, but still, still, it's kind of depressed. But Psalm 100, it's beautiful, just like Psalm 150, by the way. Beautiful, very uplifting. Psalms of praise, nothing else, no complaints in this psalm. We are the sheep of your pasture. And, and I want to mention the, the ways in which uh, the psalm suggests that we celebrate. The first one is by expressing gladness. Expressing gladness. Have you ever uh, seen a, a casual picture of you? It's a picture that somebody takes when, when you're not paying attention. You know, one of those. <laughs> How do we call those? Candid. Candid picture. Look at your face. Are you smiling? You're not smiling for the picture. Pictures are deceiving, you know? You see pictures of people who were going to great drama in their lives, and you see them smiling. And you say, well, it doesn't look like they were feeling that bad. No, they were smiling for the camera. They were not smiling to life. Are you smiling to life? Think about that. Or are you always frowning to life? Think about that. Express your gladness. Are you glad to be alive? Are you glad to be on earth? Yeah, maybe you have problems. Hey, we all have problems. Maybe your problems are greater than anybody else's in life. That's, and that's the case always because it's your problem. So it's a, the greater the greatest. But still, you're alive. Still, you have some things that are positive in your life. Still, you have, yes, a God to praise. Still, you have a little ray of hope, even if not too much. If you're feeling boxed in, still, you can raise a hand and ask for God to take you out of that box. So let us express gladness. Let us laugh together. I love this church because this church knows how to laugh together. 
Did I ever tell you that I love communion Sundays because afterwards we go to the brewery all together? I love that because I go into that brewery and everybody's talking and, and everybody's happy and everybody's uh, uh, making friends and sharing stories and, and, and around the table. Uh, I love that name, by the way, around the table. I love the around the table. Because that have taken my husband and I, for those of you who don't know, around the table is what we call uh, a number of uh, dinners or lunches. There's always food involved. And uh, these are gatherings of people from the church and uh, my husband and I who are new to the church and is to know each other, right? And I feel that I have gotten to know a lot of you because of those meetings. And I love them. Around the table conversation. See, I come from a culture where um, the, the kitchen table is very um, iconic. Very iconic. The kitchen table. You may have problems as a family. What family doesn't have problems? And I always say, a good family is not a family without problems. A good family is a family that talks about the problems around the kitchen table. That's a good family, because problems are part of life, you know? If you're trying to avoid problems, avoid conflict, avoid difficulties, avoid debt, <laughs> it's really hard. But it's so much easier when you can all sit around the table and talk and rescue what you can be glad about. You can be glad about sitting around the table and talking. So, that's one way to celebrate. The other way to celebrate is give thanks. And, and here in America, we have Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, November. November, what is it, 23rd this year? November 23rd this year. Yeah. And uh, is that the only time when we give thanks? I know that in the church calendar, uh, everything we do that week, everything we do the week before is around Thanksgiving. And we, we, we preach sermons on giving thanks. And Why not June? Let's give thanks to the Lord. Let's celebrate our lives giving thanks for what we have. They say that people, there are studies that show that people who are thankful, who have a thankful spirit are healthier. If you have things to give thanks, put them in Facebook. Put them in Instagram. Put them in Twitter. Let people know that you're thankful. Hmm? Even if you don't want to share what you're thankful about, just say, I'm thankful today. And we can change the world that way. We can change the world, the world that way. So finally, another way of celebrating is by trusting God's faithfulness. That's what the psalm says. I will trust in your faithfulness because I am celebrating you, celebrating God. And God is faithful all the time. And sometimes you ask God for something and God says yes, but not yet. <laughs> and you need to trust the faithfulness, you know. Um, my pastor, who is already uh, in glory, <laughs> um, 
my pastor in Argentina, the pastor that baptized me many, many, many years ago, used to say, faith is not for when you feel good. Because when you feel good, you don't need faith. You feel good. You see the results of uh, your work. You have money in the pocket or in the bank. You have a home. You have a car. You have your children are at home. Everybody's healthy. You don't need faith. <laughs> you need faith when everything goes wrong. That's when you need to trust in God's faithfulness, that God will not leave you stranded, that God will not leave you behind, that God has not forgotten you and will never forsake you. Faith is what you need when everything goes wrong. Remember that and exercise your faith. You're trusting in the faithfulness of God. So, today, we have cake after the service. Let us celebrate God and let us celebrate each other. Amen. <laughs>